Hey guys, welcome to the self-evident truth. Uh, this is Mass Dog. This is Michael, and you got self-evident hey. podcast, folks, because this is where it's at. You want some information that's going to be different. You want some information that's going to transform and change. That's what we're all about here. We're not about politics. We're about reforming politics with good, godly uh, leadership, morality. Uh, we're about living liberated. That's our moniker is living liberated. And guess what? We're, we're a voice of reason in unreasonable times. We don't need to get off in the weeds. We really see what is happening in our nation and how to change it. And so we're, we're, we're excited for the next season of what's going on with self-evident guys. We're already in December. This is crazy. This nuts year now. went fast, super fast. We'll talk about it in a little bit. Um, most of you that have signed up for our newsletter, go ahead and sign up. If you're uh, not a subscriber, uh, we're going to be sending you a newsletter of what's been happening this year, what we're focusing on next year. So you guys can help be a part of that. Go to the self truth.com. You guys can be a part of what we're doing at theselfevidenttruth.com. Also, we got this conference coming up in January uh, 14th and 15th, the Truth to Power Conference. I'll tag it down below. Uh, we want you guys to be there. Sign up and register on the website. Guys, uh, spots are filling up quickly. We got some awesome speakers. We actually have one in the waiting room right now Yeah, uh, that they're going to be joining us here. And uh, we're, we're excited because uh, she... You know, when you when you talk to people, they could say, well, yeah, they're cool. But, yeah, they're going to run from. Yeah, but they're cool. Every person I've ever talked to that's mentioned her top character, right. top character. So, guys, again, the self-evident truth. If you have not gotten on any other platform, YouTube, uh, Spotify, all that stuff, go in there, subscribe, be a part of this action. Because guess what? There's a lot going on in our nation. Did you guys know there's a lot going on in our country? No, I'm, I'm really I'm really <laughs> excited that our doctors are finding a new variant and already know the side effects. And there's only one case that was recorded in California. <laughs> and they know all the side effects. And guess what? Those side effects amazingly have the same side effects as the vaccines. It's insanity. I mean, our doctors are they're prophetic. They're prophets. It's insane, right? I mean, this is nuts. And then Epstein's getting all exposed and all this other crap, right? So, man, we're having fun. Are you going to go? Are you going to talk? Are you going to talk? <laughs> I Hey, can I talk? <laughs> Yay! I got space. That was one breath, 15 that really minutes. Was. <laughs> now you know what it's like to hang out with Massey. So I just sit there and I hear words. And once in a while I get a word in. Now it's last night. Actually, last night I talked a lot more. Um random. Anyways, so guys. He gave you all the spiel. He gave you everything you need to check out. Be sure to check out all that stuff. Don't forget that uh when we're here, what we're trying to do is we're trying to give you information. We're trying to give you the facts as we find them. We don't proclaim to be the only people with the facts or the truth. But what we do say is we want to try and get it right. Yes. We're, we, we don't want to get mixed into all of the rumor and all of that. And so we try to stay out. The reason we're covering the whole Maxwell case, which you, you may have noticed in the title, we're covering that because we've noticed that it's not getting a whole lot of coverage in other areas. And so we decide, you know what, we'll just give you a quick uh, catch up about all of this. So we're going to go ahead and blast right into this. Um, Massey says share. Don't forget to share. I hope you guys know you better share. Yeah, like let's it. share. Comment like, where share, you're from, guys. Blah, blah, blah. Comment where you're from. All right. And uh, let's get moving. Let's on get rolling. <laughs> so <laughs> Maxwell trial, uh, the prosecution opened its case with a description of the process, as it was called, um, prosecution used the name Jane for one of the alleged victims. And you wonder why I don't talk. 
He's on another level, people. I am, man. I had this. This coffee just hit me, man, and I'm like, I can tell. I am. I am pumped. Let me get through this, and then I'll let you run wild. No, I'm. I'm I'm good. I don't need to run wild. I'm good. I'm good. So, prosecution used the name Jane for one of the alleged victims. She told how when she turned 14 in summer at a summer camp, a man and a woman uh, walked by, and the man said he was a donor who gave scholarships, and the woman asked for her number. Now, mind you, this is all alleged from a victim, alleged victim. Prosecutor, prosecutor also said there were times when Maxwell was in the room when things happened. Um, they alleged there was a playbook, aka get access, gain trust, use the cover of giving massages, get the girls to do it, and then they go from there. Uh, we'll leave out those details. Now, the defense right. opened with, ever since Eve, women have been blamed for the evil deeds of men. Ghislaine Maxwell is not Jeffrey Epstein or any of the other men, moguls, and media giants who abuse women. Right there, I want to I want to put a pause on that. And Massey, I was thinking about yeah. this while I was writing this up. He just sold her down the river. Yep. Do you see that? Because he just lumped Jeffrey Epstein in with everybody else who's evil, and there's no way he can deny that she spent all of this intimate time with Epstein. So now he's got to try and make the argument that she didn't not only was she not participating? She didn't know it was going on, yet he just admitted it was all going on. I think what's unique is one of the reasons we wanted to cover this is because you know the media is not going to cover it. So we have to keep exposing this. And what it does is if you're a Christian, it's going to activate you to prayer to expose this junk. See, God move, man. That's right. the whole point. The other thing, though, is showing you how really wicked and corrupt government truly is. Uh, CIA has been known to have pedophiles. We never talk about it. The Pentagon has had tons of pedophiles. We don't ever talk about it. And this stuff's been exposed before, but now we're, you got to keep your pulse on this. And the more they won't expose it, the more people will research to expose it. Right. One of the things that we've been saying for a long time is since you couldn't shut down the church, you did for a minute, but since you couldn't shut down the church, they decided, you know what, we'll let them do this, but we'll start incentivizing. And you're going to watch it more and more and more. It's going to happen here too. Because they can't stop liberty, they're going to start saying, well, we'll give you more of this. We'll give you more of that. Uh, uh, yesterday, um, something was happening on TikTok. We have a TikTok account. And uh, I, I put a video up. It was a simple little meme that we were talking one, one time on a podcast. We were saying, you don't fight for this nation to get your freedom back. You do it because you're already free. God mm -hmm. already made you free. And the number one response from conservatives was, you think you're free? I'm like, yeah, I do. Here's, here's why. Man doesn't dictate if I'm free or not. I was inherently born free. That's what makes me fight. I don't want to be your slave, and I'm not going to be your slave, right? I think what's happening here with, with uh, this whole Epstein thing, this Maxwell thing that's happening, they're going to start pinning it on people to remove the guilt because if they can take their eyes off Epstein, they won't be able to expose what's really behind the scenes. Yeah. So they're going to start poking at her and start exposing other things on the outside and so they leave him alone yeah. because it'll expose a lot of things. Well, and I, I, I wonder how that's going to go down because there's, it's going to be impossible to get around what Epstein, what was happening with him, right? And so this defense really is going to have a tough time. Now the only very hard the the only way that they're going to get through this is if some more powerful players start throwing their hands in. But I kind of wonder if she's going to get thrown to the wolves because if they can pin all of it on her and Epstein alone and try to cover up what was going on with other people, 
then they can just let her hang, let him hang, be done with it. Right, right, right. Move back right, into the shadows, right? Right, right, right. right. So uh, there was a pilot testimony. This was a pilot of the Lolita Express. There was a list of names from the logs, which include Bill Clinton, Donald Trump, Prince Andrew. I, we'll get into the Trump thing in a second. Oh, old DT. Oh, so boy. this this pilot, Lawrence Paul Vizoski Jr., was hired in 91. He called Maxwell and Epstein couple-ish, but they weren't romantic as far as his, he stated. He did note that the relationship was more personal than business. And he also said that she managed his household, hiring his staff, decorating all that. Now, when I was reading through his testimony, he seemed to say that there, he didn't see anything wrong or nefarious going on, at least on the airplane. He, his testimony was more of, no, I didn't see anything bad and I was allowed to walk around the airplane. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's ask a question. Why, why is there a trial going on? Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, why? And, and this trial is absolutely not the first time that um, stuff has kicked up about Epstein. So the FBI was in contact with Epstein and Maxwell's victim back in 2014, but they did nothing. The minor victim was asking the FBI for evidence, photos and video. <coughs> Excuse me. Bless you. Thank you. So she could prosecute her own civil case, but the FBI didn't really do much, dragged their feet. The DOJ was helping run the Epstein case and even delayed the grand juries. At the time Epstein signed his plea deal, the FBI and DOJ knew they had not interviewed all of his victims. So you have to ask, how hard were they actually trying? Maxwell's also claimed that uh, she had been in contact, had not been in contact with Epstein for more than a decade, yet she emailed with him in 2015. So there's really questions of all of that. Now, let's go to the Donald Trump thing, because that kicked up a whole <laughs> yeah, storm. It sure did. Oh, boy. So one of the witnesses stated Donald Trump was also a good friend of Jeffrey's. He didn't partake in sex with any of us, but he flirted with me. He'd laugh and tell Jeffrey, you've got the life. We're not insinuating anything. So no matter what side of the, the conversation you're yeah. on, we're not insinuating anything. We're giving out the information. As it comes out. Yes. As it comes out. Yeah. And people, you got to be careful because both sides, one side's going to go, see, he was right in the midst of it with Bill Clinton and everybody. And the other side's going to go, it's all lies. He wasn't there. It's not true. Hold on. Yeah, one of the one of the biggest issues we face in America is we're we're guilty till proven innocent for sure. Especially right. if you're a conservative, if you're right. whatever, right? One of the other things is we don't wait for the information to come out. We just automatically make determinations, right? You remember yep. George Floyd? It was like so polarized until yeah. the facts came out. We're like, ooh, that cop really, you know, should right. have done that. Now, and then, Floyd, and then, Floyd, yeah, Floyd came out with his rap sheet. Right. It's like, okay, there's really no, you know, he shouldn't have died. There's no question, no question. He had a record, too. But there was a history. Yeah, so it's like, but people come out with these determinations either, oh, my gosh, he did it because he was black. The other side is, well, he was trying to defend himself, and nobody waited for the answers. Nobody yep. waited until it was done. Uh, Just like we were talking about with Rittenhouse. Rittenhouse he was but a white all the supremacist other... before anything came Yeah, out. And, and I think that's where we have to be now, too. Guys, if we can slow down and have wisdom. If people would just slow down and quit making judgments before things happen, you'd be a lot smarter and you wouldn't look so foolish on the internet. And that's what happens is this. By the way, share this stuff, video, guys. Take a few seconds to share this video, please. This random stuff pops out and then people run with it. They go far with it. And we've got to take a step back and, and 
listen to the information, wait for more evidence to come out. Now, I will say that there's been rumor allegations that at one point Donald Trump kicked Epstein out of one of his resorts, clubs down here in Florida, you know, that there was kind of this, I'm not getting mixed up in all of that. So there's that information that's come out too. What we're saying is careful. Yeah. Careful. Careful. But then you have guys like Bill Gates who they'll get this 10 second interview on this whole Epstein thing. I just watched it recently and he'll say stuff like, well, I, I regret those meetings. Nothing really happened. That's, we just shut that down. That whole, which she, all of them say that, but yeah. the interviewer was like, um, but, logs say you were pretty close you guys went out and did this he actually visited you you guys went to the white house he's like like i said those meetings i regret i i've i i wish i never would have done them but never gave details yeah so the more they can do that look just shut it down this isn't really where i'm at i'm out for land he goes i really wanted him to do philanthropic work with me so they do this like really weird manipulation stuff when it's like no why don't we why don't we talk about it like i think when when especially when you have something to hide you will do everything you can to shut it down. Oh, yeah. And think about if you will come across people in your life that are have a bad past or are doing something bad in their private life, and that may come out. And we, there's a difference between, yeah, I knew John, we... We hung out, you know, and <laughs> and then I found out in about this plane, that yeah. on his island. Right. So there's with kids. You notice what happened is there is that line of like, yeah, I met I met Epstein at a gala and, you know, he and I talked about some funding stuff. It never really went any new, anywhere. And oh, yeah, I kind of flew on his plane <laughs> 10 times and <laughs> was at his island. Like the Clinton and, thing. Yeah. Was like, it 26 times yeah. he was on a plane? It was like, dude. And I think Clinton denied it. He was like, I've never been on that plane. <laughs> I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Like, <laughs> depends what the meaning of what is, is. What is, is what is there? Isn't it here with a T? You know, I mean, he could convince yeah. you of anything. That he guy, was, you know, he was slick, just crazy. Anyways, anyway, so we'll keep you up to date. Um, the re again, the we're doing this because they're not exposing it. We right. need to keep exposing it. We'll keep doing it because we want you guys to have the information as yeah. we get it. We we want the information to all come out, and so. We'll keep it up to date. If you guys find more stuff, let us know. We'll we'll sift through it. But I think it's more important that we get to our interview. What yeah, do you think, Mass? Guest of the hour. Guest of the hour. Guest of the year. So we are going to bring in Melissa Martz. She is a registered patent attorney with a bachelor's of science in pre-med biology, minors in bachelor's. chemistry and religion. In other words, much smarter than we are. <laughs> Raised in both Jewish and Christian faiths, attended Assemblies of God, undergraduate college. Out of college, she briefly worked for the public school system as a high school biology teacher. My condolences. She is constitutionalist and government minimalist. Let's bring her in. Melissa Martz. Come on, everybody. Round of applause. Hi, Melissa. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Hey, uh, do you regret this yet? <laughs> no, and actually, I, I didn't realize that that was what you were going to speak on today, your intro, and I'm uh, really glad and happy to hear that you are reporting on it because you're right, it's not being covered in the way that it should. It gets Woo! frustrating with that, doesn't it? Of like, Go vote for some, her. Right? <laughs> Something like this, it, it's so important and monumental, yet nobody seems to be covering it except a few independent sources, you know? Um, apart from the the push to take away our basic freedoms, I I would say this is the most important issue. I 
human trafficking and specifically child sex trafficking is what I was focused on before I ever decided to run. Um, and I was advocating, trying to bring awareness, trying to take on um, cases in that regard. And uh, yeah, this is a huge, it's huge. And we have more people awake than ever before on the Come issue on. of child trafficking. Um, but there are still many that are unaware of the fact that it exists, one, but how ubiquitous and how huge and the role that our government has played in trafficking. And that's just starting to come out through reporting um, with Project Veritas. I don't know if you saw they had a whistleblower within the government that was able to confirm that that um, the government is actually facilitating and has an active role in this trafficking. We're seeing at the border that they're they're planing in children planefuls planefuls, multiple planefuls of just migrant children in the middle of the night into our states. And then they're being deplaned onto charter buses. And as far as I could find, nobody knows where these children are going. So, I mean, you know, this is this is a deep seated, deep rooted issue. We have over an estimated 800,000 children that go missing inside of our borders mm. every year. Mm. Why hasn't our country stopped in the way that it did for the flu? Uh, to find out what's going on, why our children are being sex trafficked. Jeffrey Epstein, it's it, this is where we live. You know, this is right here in uh, Palm Beach County. It's, yeah. it's disgusting the way that he was not prosecuted. Um, and, you know, even this case now, it's like an insult that it's it's an insult to survivors and victims everywhere that it's not getting the attention that it deserves. So, so it's wonderful that you're talking about it and, um you know, I, I pray that more people become aware because it's, you know, it's it's just like with this fight that we're having to keep our republic. Um, there's more of us than there are of them. So there are more decent people than there are traffickers. Um, and what keeps it going are those that turn a blind eye. So I say, you know, we know the pedophile's bad. Um, I'll stop my rant in a second, but <laughs> we no, know the pedophile you're, is no, bad. Hey, you're coming out hot and heavy. Go, yeah. go, do it, do it, Flow. do it, just go. <laughs> it, was, it was your intro. Um, <laughs> we know, we uh, we can all agree that the person that is sex, sex trafficking children is a bad person. It's the people that turn a blind eye. It is the circle yeah. around them. And it, it is the complacent. It is the willful, you know, ignorance that keeps it going. So mm -hmm. if just enough of us would put eyes on the problem to stop it, we could stop it today. Um, so the fact that you talk about it and that we decide to keep an eye on what's going on with this case and hold the prosecutors uh, accountable, that's what's going to put an end ultimately to this kind of abuse. So, so would you say, cause, uh, and, and I, I really wanted to talk about that whole, uh, child trafficking thing. Uh, that's one of the things that you were kind of involved in, not kind of, you were really in, involved, you understand it. Um, one of the biggest issues, I think just for human nature's sake, uh, we, we, we don't really, we could see a problem, but once it affects us personally is when we start to take action. Yeah. What would, what would you say? What would you say to the people out there that are watching this that are like, man, yeah, that's a problem. But they don't know how to engage in it, but they have a heart for it. But since it's never really hit them close to home, right? What would be the thing? Because you, you've obviously seen the corruption. Look, my parents are from Mexico. I know the corruption that's happening at the border. I know I've seen it. My parents have gone down there and took videos of it. They go, they cross the border two, three times a month uh, because they go down there and do church services. My dad's a pastor in Texas. And so they're always down there and they see this junk. They see it all, right? So for us, it is kind of a war. It's a, it's a fight that they're trying to fight themselves. What what is it that motivated you? But what could what could we do to motivate others as well? And then I want to get into your campaign stuff in a little bit too. 
Sure. Well, yeah, it is connected. So, um, well, what motivated me is that um, I am a, an adult survivor of childhood sexual abuse. So I was abused by my biological wow. father who worked for the NYPD. Um, wow. When I, And I was blessed that um, I was removed from that situation. I credit my mother with that. She removed me from the situation. I was maybe four or five years old, I was young. Um, and I was put in counseling and I got, you know, all, all wow. the help that could be afforded to a person to, you know, heal and thrive. Um, when I learned about child sex trafficking, it was through a documentary called Jane Doe, which I recommend if people just want to be generally educated. Um, and I learned when I started researching the topic that if you've been abused in that way as a child, you are exponentially more likely to find yourself a victim of trafficking because you you've already been victimized so you're a lot you're more prime for the picking when the trafficker is looking to to victimize a child right. so it affected me personally because i realized that i um i i had a responsibility now to go and and help other people because that could have been my story and it wasn't. Um, and instead, I, I believe I have an inspiring story, which is, you know, just because something uh, traumatic happens to you doesn't mean that you have to walk that out and live that out. There's, Come there's on. you can more than survive, you can thrive. You're, you don't have to uh, live in that brokenness or that trauma for the rest of your life. So that, that was what pulled on my um, heart to want to do something about it. And then when you look at the stats of people that have been abused in that way, they say it's one in three people. I think it's more than that, especially when we look at men and boys that that are underreported. So yeah. every everyone can really have um, a vested interest in this if you've been a survivor or a victim. But more than that, how do we get people to to care? We need a shift in um, what matters to us. Our family unit and the value we place on women and children and fathers um, has been intentionally degraded in, yep. in this nation. So the way that we get people to care is we need to return to caring about our children and protecting our children. Um, that's why I say, you know, apart from our basic human rights, this this is the most important issue uh, because our, our children are everything. They're our future. Um, and it's it's why I'm running for Congress, because because uh, we need to preserve the safety and the freedom, you know, safety, meaning safe from traffickers and the freedom, meaning our constitution and our republic for the next generation. Right. And, God, and no. you look at something like the Epstein case is kind of this this microcosm or, or, or image of how often it happens of somebody like you were saying, somebody who's who's already vulnerable gets preyed on kind of kind of pulled apart and often these girls were single mothers or you know broken homes that kind of thing and and the mothers just couldn't couldn't take care of the child in the way that you would want because they were working and they were focusing and they were doing this and and things were rough and so this vulnerable girl somebody yeah. comes by and says hey i'll take care of you yeah. i'll you know let me give you some extra money and it's it, it, it gets into that whole family structure of when there's a solid family structure and people are caring for each other's families the way that say the body of the church is supposed to you know the body Dude. is supposed to care for each other right so it's not just i'm watching my kids i'm watching massey's kids you know and he's watching my kids and there comes this protection over each other 
and then the children aren't vulnerable. There's, there's, there's more than one set of eyes. Truth. Um, and so to add on to that of like, well, what can I do? It, it's that active role of, okay, what role are you actually playing in the lives of the people around you? As well as your own kids, especially, you know? especially to the Christian, to the, to the godly person, suffer the little ones to come unto me. He said, man, that if you lead a little one astray, it would be better for a millstone to be hung around your neck. I mean, that is a serious judgment from Jesus himself, right? Yeah. That's a serious word from him. And it's not, not that, not that it's not scary. What you're doing is scary. You're literally bucking up against God's creation, man. That's craziness. Yeah. And the fact that what's even scarier, what makes politicians and these, these guys that lie and, and deceive, what makes them think that, that it's not going to happen to you? The higher up you get the chain because you're lying to get up there, what makes you think one day they're not going to turn against you? Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, that's what's so stupid about corruption. Random, it eventually turns on you. Random, but an analogy, that's what happened in, in communist countries, right? It's yes. Because you lie and steal and cheat to get your place up. At some point, somebody will sell you out. That, it always happened in the Soviet Union. You, know, you, you threaten me, I'll just send you Dude. off to the gulags. You know, don't think it can't come back against you, you know? By the way, Melissa, uh, Gloria Tucker says hi. She says she loves you. Oh, yes. And she's lovely as well. God yeah, she'll be on the show here, too. Well. <laughs> she, she, she's a wonderful lady, man. She's running she's those. Firecracker. No, Melissa, there, there's there, like, uh, I'm, I'm going I'm to divulge from this for a minute. Okay. I'm going to shift on this. I'm a lover of the law. I love the Constitution. Is it perfect? No, but it's the greatest system ever created. I think we have... Uh, a model that everybody wanted. That's why people want to come here. That's why they're trying to take it down because if yeah. you're too free, you can't be controlled. If you're controlled, it's easier to enslave you. Um, some would say we're in a post-constitutional America. I agree, right? But we still have this document. It's still serving us today. We're still filing lawsuits and things because of hospitals trying to do what they're doing, all these other things. You're running because you are a constitutionalist. You believe in the law. I believe that you have that kind of premise in your heart. What? What would you say is so critical and necessary right now that you're running for this position? How and, and I know I'm asking you to solve world peace. I get this all the time. Ten minutes. Go. Yeah. Yeah. You got you got five minutes to solve world peace. But what's it going to take for us to get back to this document that founded this nation and that really inspired our states to have their own constitutions and their own charters and those kinds of things? Well, what it's, I think there's two questions in that question, but what it's going to take is. Um, is is for the people to come together and be the fourth branch of government, be the check on the other three branches that at the moment mm. are completely rogue and tyrannical. It's going to take we the people, the republic, standing come on. and correcting it. Now, you have to have, you know, not even a majority, but a good portion of those people to be aware and awake enough to execute that and to hold on to our republic because we are on the brink of losing um, our republic, our nation, our, our constitution as we know it. You still have many people, I've spoken with people that believe our constitution is outdated. Um, meanwhile, they, you know, not everyone's read it. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, yet they, and, and oftentimes they haven't read it, you know, from cover to cover, but, but we have we have people in our country that are that are been born in this country that do not think that um, the Constitution is relevant anymore. You know, so until we have a um, a good amount of people that are willing to stand up, and I believe that we do, because I meet more people. 
that are that are like minded in that way. I meet more people that are willing to die for this country. I mean, I I have wasn't even one of those people until these last these last couple of years. I've always been a constitutionalist um, and a conservative, but it wasn't until my individual liberties were threatened in my community and the future of my child and the children in this community that it struck in my heart. The, that the quote, give me liberty or give me death. I mean that I will die for my country. If they come to my door, <laughs> you know, to take away my firearms or, or to um, mandate whatever flavor it is this month um, at my door, I will, I will die for my country. And I think we have enough people that are starting to understand what it was that our, that our founding fathers, what they were advocating for, um, what it means to be a patriot. We still have, you know, in quotes, a lot of loyalists left in this country. Yeah. Um, and that that is that is the battle is just to wake up uh, because we have everything we need. Our Constitution gave us everything that we needed to put the check on the tyranny. So there's no new tool. We have all, all the tools. It's just now for us to embody um you know you were talking about where do my rights come from they come from the creator it's time to just embody who and what we really are which is natural born free people and we hold the authority we hold the power and all we have to do is stand up in that and there is some action with that i mean that's why i'm running i'm not naive to think you know, I can just uh, stand by the sidelines or, you know, lay out by my pool every day. Um, there is an action that goes with understanding yeah. what we were created to be. So, you know, the, the time is now for people to get involved. But I, I wouldn't be running if I didn't think that um, that we we can we can keep our republic, that we can fight and keep our republic. And that's that's something that I just this just hit me of that's something that we're showing people when we do these interviews is that there, there are politicians, candidates, statesmen, representatives, however you want to name them like you, who instead of I'm in this to, you know, I'm, I'm going to change some things. And I think this policy is really, no, you, you have a heart and a passion for the constitution, the country, the people you, you want to see things change. You're, you're not somebody who's just there in the system and wants to continue being in the system. And I think sometimes we think, oh, none of those real people exist. But you and other people we've interviewed are perfect examples of real people who say, I, I realized a change needs to happen and I need to be one of those people. Now, that, that leads me to this question. You, you had said there was this point, kind of this pivotal point for Truth. you where you – you're like, I understand it now. Give me liberty or give me death. Yep. Was there a specific example of something that happened that really flipped that for you? Or was it just kind of a growth moment? Um, so it was it was um, the mask mandate that came down in my own um, county. I, I, along with uh, three other attorneys, sued Palm Beach County against their mandatory mask mandate, which Thank is... You unconstitutional. Yes, of course. Um, nobody was stepping up. <laughs> I am not a, a litigating attorney. I didn't have experience litigating. Um, I called many, many attorneys and said, like, I'll, I'll work pro bono. I'll help you. But somebody needs to, you know, push back against this. Yeah. Um, and, and at the time, nobody was. Now it's a little more popular to stand up. I'm glad people are standing up. But at the time, nobody was doing it. Um, I even called my um, one of my professors who is, is a well-known constitutional law attorney represented Martin Luther King Jr. And wow. he told me that um, that this was constitutional and that um, it was just like a burden. It would fall under like the burdens 
you know, um, exception. Really? That's not accurate. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> um, wow. I was flabbergasted. I could not, I, my, my human brain, my, in, my, in my intellect, I could not understand, you know, going to law school, uh, taking con law one and two, I booked con law two. It seemed really clear to me that this was not okay. And yet looking around, it was like, everybody was like, yeah, this is fine. We'll just, we'll just live this way. Um, and so that was an aha moment for me. And then all the experiences that followed, that's ultimately what led me to run because the tyranny just kept coming down the line, coming down the line. And when you talked about, um, you know, oh, I'm, I'm a real person. I'm a real candidate who just loves the country and the constitution. It's an important distinction to make because what we currently have is an establishment. We have an, a small group of elite people. Our candidates are often chosen for us by these people. They're they're chosen for us with money. Um, it's why real candidates don't always have the same opportunity or chance to get in because they're up against a machine, up against an right. establishment. It's not we the people. It's this small group of people that puts millions of dollars behind a candidate that they know they can puppet and control when it's voting time. Um, right. So that's why it's really important for the people to get behind the candidates that they believe are really going to re represent them, because that's the only way to push through um, the establishment, the tyrannical establishment that we're fighting. And it's honestly, it's really easy. People can watch this interview with you and then watch an interview of somebody say, you know, just, Chuck Schumer or Nancy Pelosi and recognize the principle and humanity in you. Um, and it's, it's a very drastic difference yep. because a politician, a, a seasoned career politician, you will get just the cookie cutter, stereotypical, generalized answers for every question. And you can tell the person is always just trying to snake their way around it to not get themselves <clears throat> caught. Um, and so I, I, I say this as an encouragement and to you as well as our listeners and viewers of principle, vote for principle and character, yeah. find these people and vote for them. And, and you're a perfect example of that, of guys step out and vote, you know, I think, I think too, like what I'm, I'm, I'm not saying much and I'm, because I'm praying, I'm just like, Lord, this is, um, I'm 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 gonna do two things right now, Melissa. I'm 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 praying about you. I'm praying about your family. I'm just saying, Lord, what you know, what what's going on here? And I'm hearing you talk. And not a lot of people have the spirit of liberty in them. A lot of people have the right Republican jargon. Yeah. They have the you know I'm a Second Amendment guy. Right. I'm a I, I stand for liberty, uh, school choice, all that crap. Right. We've heard for years. And I'm saying crap because it's literally drug us to the ground. It's not just Democrats, folks. It's both parties that have allowed this to happen in our yeah. nation. Right. Yes. But I'm, I'm hearing you have the real spirit of liberty. Only God can put that in you. I'm sorry. Only God can put it in you because he created it. Right. One of the things you said is I'm already free. And we've been preaching this. And, and I love that you said it the way you said it. I'm already free. It doesn't matter what man tells me. It doesn't matter the laws you put against me. The reason I fight is because I am free, because you're violating something in my conscience. Because when there's a mask mandate that comes down, and mind you guys, listen, the mask mandate was an exposure of so much crap, because there's been so much gross, so many gross laws 
uh, uh, edicts that have come down from the government. I mean, the fact that we had to let government determine what is a religious exemption should have freaked us all out. I don't need a religious exemption to put something in my body or not put something in my body. I have a choice. It's called liberty, right? So yeah. I think what, what what I'm hearing you talk here, I'm looking at you going, dude, this, this woman has the spirit of liberty in her. It's not just a yeah. talking point to her. No, it's no. not just I'm a Trumper. You know that, that that's why you should vote for me because I back Trump. No, I back the law, and my Creator gave me rights. Girl, I want to commend you because that that's what pe people follow courage. They don't follow title. They can give a crap about politicians anymore. They don't care. They want people to stand on principle. Now, yeah. don't just stand behind your candidates and get them voted. Bug the snot out of them when they're in there so that they can yeah. move on the law. You know, and and people don't want to follow a strategic plan, right? They they don't want to follow the ten point. This is my ten point plan to bring us back. No, they they want to follow belief. They want to follow spirit. They want to follow energy. You know, the 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 reason that Martin Luther King Jr. was so influential was because he spoke about what he believed in, what what he wanted to see as an ideal. Notice, I have a dream. That's a statement of belief and faith and vision. And that's that's what I appreciate is like, you're talking about the things that need to change, but you're talking about it in a sense of belief and drive and, and, and principle undergirds all of that. And so we're, we're lavishing on you because we're, we're very excited I'm, for I, you. I am. I am. We love this. And, and guys, if... So, so with with what she's doing, there's there's a lot more questions I want to ask, and you guys can ask questions down below. Uh, we'll we'll get our best to 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 get. It. So, term limits. Yes. Now that's a that's a very popular topic today. Uh, for it's a buzzword almost now. It's term limits. You know, I really believe in term limits. And uh, I've only known a few people. I don't know if you know or remember Michelle Bachman uh, from Minnesota. She was our uh, rep up there, our federal rep and she very principled lady took herself took herself out after two terms she said you know i i think and everybody was like no we need you up there she's like yeah. but if you depend on me you won't get someone else and train up other people and disciple other people to do why term limits yeah so um i will do the same i will turn myself out uh i believe in term limits and why do we need them uh we need them because the opposite breeds corruption so when you're sitting in there for too long, um, people get complacent, first of all, so they're not necessarily doing a great job. Um, but you have to ask, why would somebody want to be there for so long? Um, Come on. We, we touched on uh, bef before we started speaking um, live that, um, you know, why, why do these politicians go in making $170,000 a year? Maybe they have families. They have to go back and forth from their state to D.C. At the end of the day, it's not a whole lot of money, not enough to make a millionaire out of somebody, but yet they accrue right. millions and millions of dollars while they're in there. So why does somebody want to be in a position of servitude that it should be exhaustive if they're really doing their job? Why do they want to be there more than a couple of terms? Right. Um, there must be some kind of payoff and, and benefit. So I think it just sets us up. It sets us up for what we have, which is not great. Um, and if you look at, you know, our senators term out, our presidents term out, um, our representatives need to term out. And it's, yeah. and it's retroactive and it's concerning, um, you know, 
I'm running against somebody that's trying to go for a fourth term that signed the term limits pledge. So, you know, a lot of our representatives have signed the term limits pledge, yet they're not terming them, themselves out. And I don't see people advocating for this legislation. So what's going on? So, um, I mean, even if I accomplish that one thing in, in Congress, it would be a huge feat. I think it's very important that we have term limits. Amen. Absolutely. Dang. Okay. It. So again, this is this is that point. God, dude, she sounds. You want to work for us if you don't get elected? <laughs> <laughs> Could you go speak for us, please? I need I'm more speakers to, speak. to go out there. Huh? I said I'm always happy to speak. If if people want to listen, I'm happy to speak. Well, shoot, I'll hire you then. Because <laughs> I mean, literally, she's saying what we're saying. Yeah. How 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 do people go up and then become millionaires? And the fact that again. You, you, people think cor politics corrupts people. No, you were already corrupt before you went into politics. Yeah. You can become corrupt. So yes. there's a, there's an inward spirit of liberty that has to happen. I agree with you. It only breeds corruption because you're trying to figure out how to stay in, not mm -hmm. how to keep the people free. Right. And so when you keep people free, it makes people mad. Government loves power, right? So the moment we say, no, we want to give that back. Oh, dude, people are like, wait, what? No, no, no. We, we've got to hold on to this. You know, we got to print more money. This this is where government becomes more and more corrupt. And and you were out yesterday and some lady said, we need more government. Oh, yeah. Can you explain she, what was going on real quick? So you'll love this. So we were doing doing some T-shirt sales out at a uh, food truck event uh, on the other side of Port St. Lucie. And we've got a shirt that says socialism, steal, kill, destroy, sound familiar. And this lady comes up and she's very subtle. Yeah, very subtle. She comes up. It was the the backhanded politeness about it that that really got me. But she's like, "I think we need more socialism." <laughs> like, oh no, here we go. <laughs> I I think government's really important, and you know, she's like, "You're probably for Citizens United, aren't you?" I was, Where did this come from? <laughs> and there are there are people who and it's, genuinely it's want genuinely, more government. And what I found hilarious was. Later in the night, I had several people who came up and were just like, I love the shirt. Absolutely. Socialism is awful. Mind you, one of them was from Colombia who was taking in all the refugees from Venezuela. The other one was from Cuba who had come to this country after being he even said he was like, I was raised a communist and and I I was taught, you know, all of this brainwashed all of this. He's like, I finally started looking for myself. And he kept saying I, I'm here. I'm free. I'm free. And I'm, I'm not dramatizing that. He literally, I'm free. And I kept telling him, I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad you're here because that's somebody who understands how dangerous and fragile this type of situation is, is because if we go, well, we just need more socialism. What we're really looking at is we need destruction of everything, you know? So yeah, I, I think, Honestly, the reason why people want more government is because they don't want to self-govern. They're scared. That's right. responsibility. They they have to take responsibility for what they do and what they yes. don't do. That's it. Self-government should be wanted. Do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it should be where it's like, dude, I, I have the liberty to be me and I have to take responsibility for my neighbors, for my friends. I mean, that's that whole statement that Cain said to Abel, like, Am I am I my brother's keeper? Was not the statement we should be pinning pinning ours. He was saying that in rebellion. <laughs> We are our brother's keeper. We're supposed to watch out for our neighbor. We're supposed, and so people want government because somehow magically, five hundred and thirty-five members of Congress and Senate, nine unelected judges, and 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 a, and a bunch of elitists up there, which is what a total of six hundred, right? Somehow, know better than you. 
Somehow, some way, those guys know how to run your life better than you do. do. Than the 330 million people in the the country, right? Right. But I'm going to return to this statement you said at the beginning. I started championing it because I see a lot of uh, 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 hopelessness. I'll take that back. I see a ton of hope from people who are like, no, there's something more than this. But a lot of our talking heads are very, ah, the country's going to hell. Oh, my gosh. And you just said something earlier. There's more of us than them. And even if there wasn't, even if there wasn't more of us than them, I still believe we got another round in us. Right. I've been preaching that for a long time. I think that when you look at history, uh, someone commented yesterday on one of the videos we did. When you own the guns, you, you own the war. Lies. Did you read about our founding fathers? They were so outnumbered. So outnumbered. 20 to 1 in some cases in these battles. And they won. Right? Why do you see... There is more than us. And where's your hope coming from? And, and, and I want you to answer with your heart. And you, you already have answered with your heart. But I, uh, I really do have a lot of hope for this nation, dude. I do. I do. I, I, there's no one that can tell me that God can't do it again. There's just no one that can tell me that. Right. I believe it with my heart. I don't know how it's going to happen. We're just going to keep fighting until we see it. But... I think about our kids a lot, like my kids, your kids, and who's going to stand for them if we don't, you know what I mean? Like, and, and, and so I have hope. Why do you have hope? Sure. Well, first, I, I want to I answer your question, but I want to touch on um, what Mike said about, you know, people kind of begging for socialism and communism in our country, and they usually are American-born because mm-hmm. they've done a good job of generationally brainwashing us and robbing us of our true history. And it's often people that come from other countries escaping socialism and communism that are, are trying to shake us awake to say, don't you see what's happening here? Um, I recently became aware of um, a family in Germany where um, this family has not has not sent their children to school because they have to have, I don't know what you can say on your show or not, but they have to, uh, okay. They have to have received the jab to send their kids to school. Homeschooling is illegal. And if you keep them home, you can be arrested. And now they're, they're facing um, being arrested. And, you know, these people don't have firearms (laughs) because second amendment. So um, what do they do? You know, what, what would you do? So it's, you know, people, People don't understand that communism and socialism are be, it's being you know packaged with a bow to look attractive, but the reality is a really ugly reality that we're seeing play out. We've seen play out historically, but we're seeing it in present day in places like you know Germany, France, Australia. There's some really severe things happening right now, um, and that 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 would be the trajectory for our nation. But for what is the hope? And the hope is, it's the secret that has has been um, tried to be kept. They're trying to keep it from us. What is the secret? The secret is that we are powerful, sovereign, spiritual beings. And I agree with you. There was just one of us. One of us to believe and to know would be enough. I say, when I speak, I say, I don't want you to hope with me. I don't want you to believe with me. I want you to know 
with me that we have the victory. We are already in a place of victory. We already have our freedom. Like you said, we are at the finish line. We are just walking through, you know, using that faith muscle and, and walking through the steps um, to get to that end. But the end is already written. And we, we fight from a place of knowing that we have none, not from one, not from a place of, you know, of weakness and boy, I hope. And when is something going to happen? No, all that's going to happen is already happened. We have all the tools. We are what we are. Um, and we're just living it out. We're standing in that place of faith and knowing and just living out um, in this amazing historic time. You know, it's there's a lot of scary things, like you say, that are happening out in the world. But there's also um, a lot of wonderful things. And it's kind of the darkness before the dawn or the labor pains before the birth. There's some of this we have to move through, but there's something beautiful on the wow. other side. We're working for... Wow not just to to put us in a state where we go back to having our freedoms but i believe we're really creating a better america that at the end of this it's going to be the the full fruition of what our forefathers intended better than before better than any life that we've lived already i think the end of this is something uh, much more beautiful it's just we have to be willing to get our hands dirty and stay in the fight and encourage one another and know that we are not alone okay so yeah. Um, I, I'm not I'm not speechless because of what you said. I just, you know, when you trumpet this message so much and you see other people again with the spirit of liberty, not just yeah. talking points. Yeah, it is the coolest. That's the kind of stuff. That's the kind of stuff, Miss Smarts, that I can stand behind. I would die with you. Absolutely. I know it. You know what I mean? That's the kind of stuff that when you begin to take charge and you take God at his word, he always seems to make you understand the battle first before you win it. You know what I mean? And so when our founding fathers said that we were uh, to perfect government, this was to perfect government. The Constitution was written and the amendments were written to perfect our government, to make sure that it could go Further, it says it in the declaration as well. This is what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. So corruption could exist even with our constitution. What are we going to put in its place when we start to upend and uproot these things? You know what I mean? That's where education and knowledge comes in. But man, that spirit of liberty, I'm telling you, dude, there's something on it that that's heavy. It's deep. It's not just words to me. It's a, it's a lifestyle, man. It's, it's a, it's a innate thing. I can't explain. I can't explain it. I grew up a Democrat. I didn't know anything about politics. I didn't know anything about government, man. All of a sudden, I'm like being told I can't preach in public schools. This is wrong. I'm sorry. I can preach anywhere. Right now, I'm not out proselytizing, but I can preach anywhere. And I would get that when I first became a Christian. It angered the crap out of me. Dude, pissed me off. I was like, no, we're going to do this. And so I'm hearing you say these things going, gum. I need to hire her. <laughs> <laughs> You got to go out and speak for us, dude. <laughs> you have to, man. Oh, my gosh. I, I'm uh, I'm so excited to have you on, uh, Ms. Smarts. I, I, could, could, you, could you do me a favor? Yes. And tell people, look, I'm saying from, self, from, from us, we, we're, we're behind you. We're endorsing you. We're promoting you. We're pushing you. We want people to vote for you. We want people in this district where you're at to vote. Can you tell us how to get involved with your campaign? How do we donate? Yes. How do we get in touch with you? All that good stuff. And take your time. Oh, thank you very much. Um, 
yeah, so my website is very simple. It's my name. So Melissa Martz, M-A-R-T-Z is in zebra, melissamartz.com. Um, and at the moment, I am aiming to get on the ballot with signatures. So there's two ways to get on the ballot in Florida. Most people pay to play. They pay $10,000 and their name goes right on your ballot. So you didn't have any say in it. Um, they just pay to put their name on your ballot. The other way is to raise, in my case, I need 2,600 signatures. So that's the people saying that they at least want another option on the ballot. You're not voting for me. You're just helping me to get my name on the ballot. I am aiming to do it that way because I think it's the ethical and constitutional way to get on the ballot. Um, so, you know, that's on my website. People can print out the form and, and mail it in. It has to be the original. That would be very helpful because if my name is not on the ballot, then you can't vote for me. <laughs> um, and then of course you can sign up to subscribe and any events that we're doing, you'll get an email about if you want to volunteer, you'll get emails for volunteering as well. And then if people want to donate financially, they can donate on the website as well. Come on. So guys, if you didn't know, uh, she's, she's, she's running for office. She will be at our conference January 14th and 15th. She will be one of the speakers there. Um, JB just commented, you should have her as a speaker. I'm like, she is at the <laughs> conference. Uh, and I'm so excited to have her. Uh, I'm so glad somehow we connected. I met someone in Stewart at a, at a rec event, REC event and, or something. Okay. And it was, I think she was championing you or somehow she was connected to you. She's like, you got to meet this lady. You sound just like her. And I was like, she sounds like me. I don't sound like her. Anyways, I wasn't jealous or anything. I'm kidding. I'm playing. No. So I'd heard your name, but in, in passing, you know, it was like, ha, ha, you know, I don't know when I'm going to meet her. Yeah. She, you ended up coming to the Moms for Liberty. It was like I could put a face to the short little lady who was just like a powerhouse. You know, it's like, hey, you know, yeah, this that is has a sense of humor. Clearly, what's that? <laughs> that is a sense of humor. Clearly, in my mind, <laughs> I'm like I'm like six foot tall, like dude. You know, like I'm tough, but in then I, I catch a gl glimpse of myself in the mirror, and I'm like, who's that little girl? <laughs> <laughs> it's all about how you see yourself. It's yeah. it's personal image. So you are that six foot powerhouse walking oh, yeah. around. Own the ground you walk on. Right, right, right. So right now, um, I just pinned at the top of the page the Truth to Power conference. You need to go register for it because we want to know how many people are coming. So we have the parking teams and all that stuff ready for it. Go register now. It's a free event. You guys can come out. We're empowering the Patriot not only to stand with knowledge, but how to get involved. She, and along with other speakers, are going to teach us how to do this. What does it take to run? And I pray that the message she just said is out there, that you're not doing this to become a politician and try to change something. You're doing this to change something. Yep. You're doing this. You are fighting out of a place of liberty, not to be free. So, I mean, how long we've been preaching this? And I just... You're a kindred to us, girl. I, I'm so excited uh, that that you're here with us. We would love to have you on again. Absolutely. Um, we're 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 behind you. We, I already said we were going to donate to you. I, I know I'm personally going to donate uh, to to this campaign, and and I I, I want to see you win this thing, girl or Miss Martz. I'm sorry, I shouldn't say girl. I don't know you like that. <laughs> I'm shockingly not politically correct, so. <laughs> I'm, well, well, neither, neither, neither are we. I, I, I know there are times where my mind gets the best of me. And I'm just talking because we're like bros and friends and, you know, sis to bro type thing. But I, I do want to respect you and what you're running for and what you're doing. Uh, I, if you don't mind, Melissa, there's more I want to talk to you about, but obviously time constraints, but um, I'm going to pray for you if you don't Thank mind. You. Yes, of course. Thank you. And I want everybody who's watching right now to join us in prayer for her, for her campaign. Uh, Gloria Tucker's on here. We're going to have her on too. We're going to do the same thing. 
we are we are telling people this is who we're voting for. I don't mm-hmm. care about 501c3s. I don't give a crap about I just don't. I don't care. Come after me. What are you going to do? Find that I make five bucks? You know, <laughs> go look at my financials. Right. I don't care. Go. You know, so this 501c3 crap, I don't care. I don't I don't care about any of this stuff. I care about truth now. You know, so uh, let, let's let's pray for us. So, Father, uh, I just ask in the name of Jesus, Father, that you're standing with her as she stands for liberty. Lord, she's got the spirit of liberty in her. And uh, I pray for her family, Lord. I know the attacks that come when you run for a position like this. I, I've seen it personally with friends and, and, and some family members that did this. Lord, I pray you strengthen her family. Yeah, yeah. I pray you strengthen her marriage. You would be a guard to her, Lord. You would stand in front of her, Father. You'd be the breaker that goes before her. I pray, Father, she honors you and you alone. I pray, God, that the spirit of liberty comes through and it transforms people. I'm so grateful for her, Father. I'm so grateful that we have women that are standing in the gap and on the behalf. And it's not even just the gender side of it. I don't care about the women-man thing. I care about the person doing it. And I just pray for for her, Father. I thank you for strengthening her heart. I pray for strengthening her mind. And I thank you, Lord, you bless this campaign in Jesus' name, Lord. Again, we're behind her, uh, Lord, and and you champion her too. In Jesus' name, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. You're awesome. We really appreciate you being here. We will have you back soon. We can't wait to see you at the conference. So again, thank you so much for taking the time with us today. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. So we're going to put your website here. We're going to tag you on it and make sure it gets out there. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Have a good day. Bye. Bye. So there uh, you go. Yeah, I, where where do you go from there? I just think what what really struck me was the the. I I I don't know how to I don't know how to say it yet. But when I get on a roll like she did, it's like I know exactly the vein she's speaking from, yeah. and I know that it takes more than just words. It takes action. It takes. It's conviction. It re- dude, there's it's there's conviction. there's such a conviction that that comes out in those kind of situations. It's so powerful to watch someone who really does care. They're not Republican. Yeah. They're American. They're godly. Uh, and I'm not saying she's perfect. I'm saying for what she's standing for is awesome. There's a difference between somebody saying the right words and somebody believing the right words, and that's the difference. Is once you you're in that vein, that new mindset, that conviction, you, when you hear it, you know, when somebody's being, they're, they're telling it in truth and integrity, as opposed to, I believe in liberty and until, you know, the screws kind of get turned and they go, well, I believe in liberty for that, but maybe not in this situation. (laughs) No, there's, there's a, it's that Patrick Henry thing of like, you know, that he had that conviction. It was not just, I'm going to say this because this is a great soundbite that everybody will talk about. It's, this is where I stand and this is what I truly believe. And that's something that I'm trying to get across to anybody I'm talking to is you've got to up your game in terms of how you're going to defend your conviction, how you're going to walk your conviction out. Because it is so easy for us to compromise our own positions 
when the screws start to tighten. Dude, I've got faith in the Lord and I rely on him until that it's so often that approach. And so when you hear somebody that's like, no, 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 this person will actually take this to this step. It's refreshing. And that should be an encouragement for you guys of you can always go deeper in how you have a conviction about your faith, your belief, your, your stances. You can, you can hear faith in someone who says this is impossible, but there's, there's hope on the other side. Right. That it, dude, what, how long she really was saying all of my, like the words that I, uh, it's very rare you meet people like that you, you, you know yeah. what i'm saying chris ann hall is one of them i believe um bill fetter is one of them it's very rare you meet people who say like no it's always darkest before the dawn yeah. it's always the labor pains before the birth i'm like that's what the heck you know like just that that mentality of yeah it's dark and fight Stand up. God's was, on your behalf. I even was, if it's one. I was having that conversation with a guy last night. He's like, it's already done. I'm like, well, then lay down and die. You know, to me, it's like, I'll go down fighting then. I'll go down swinging. Like, if what's the point of approaching it? Well, it's already done. It's over. It, give up. <laughs> dude. Crawl in a hole dude, and die. And I, I don't mean that as an insult. It's like, what other option do you have than to believe listen, that it can get better? Listen closely. Lazarus was dead four days. Yet raised. Come on, dude. <laughs> he called him out of his tomb. It was done. He was done. Christ was done. He was in the tomb for three days. And God rose him up. Yeah, it looks bleak. But now's the time you call on faith. It is done for you, but not for him. And that's that's something that you you gain integrity in your conviction when you give up what you're holding on to man when you die to yourself this is the whole reason that christ talks about you have to die to yourself in order to follow him you have to pick up your cross daily what what does that mean you're picking up your death sentence daily dude but yes and here's why because once you die to yourself then you're free to be able to stand on your conviction without compromise because where's compromise come from it always comes from where somebody holds something over your head that you care about you get that? If somebody holds your house over your head and you have not had a conviction of, I'm going to go through with this no matter whether somebody takes my house or not, somebody takes my car, takes my life. If you don't come to that conviction in the integrity of that principle, you will compromise your principle. This is why it's it's tough for me when people say, well, I don't need God to be a good person. That's true as long as the situation is favorable for you. Bingo. As soon as the situation becomes unfavorable for you, you will compromise being a good person because there is nothing holding it over your head for you to have to do that. It all becomes, well, this is convenient for me or this is the best choice for me. All of a sudden, it becomes very quick of, well, you know, sorry, I've got to compromise that because I've got to protect myself. I'm not saying people who don't believe in God can't be good people, but when you really believe in God and your faith is completely in him and you've died to yourself, you won't compromise your principles and your positions. And and you can't because the faith isn't yours. Right. <laughs> when you're fully immersed in Christ and you have his faith, you can't compromise what he put in you because it's it's his. He put it in you. It's not your you know the compromises, it's your faith, not his. Yeah. That's where people compromise. You think you have his faith, but you really don't because it's not in you. You can't compromise what he put in you, dude. 
salvation, when you know, oh man, there's there's so much to this. When he rots it in you, though, there's an old uh, King James word called he brought. Uh, uh, Paul said, I dare not preach and speak of those things which Christ has not wrought in me. That word wrought means to be pounded in place with a hammer. Wrought like, iron. To, yeah, wrought iron. He's he's pounding it in place. When God puts it in you, there's nothing that can take that away. You may have bouts of doubt in here, you know, a little bit of fear here and there. But at the end of the day, that voice is crying out from the deep. It's just crying out, nope, liberty. Nope, faith. Nope, uh, trust. That is where we begin, right? It's almost like it had to die for us to see he can resurrect it. It had to go down like this for us to see that. You you can't have a resurrection without death. Bingo. Right. And I, again, guys, there's there's so much to to, to, to what's happening now. It's 10.05. Uh, guys, thank you for tuning into the show. Um, if you guys, again, have not shared this, please share it. We want to get it out to as many people as possible. Uh, the message is being throttled, I'll tell you right now. Uh, we, we, we did a show, I think it was last week or the week before. We had more comments than ever, more shares. And we had a hundred views. Yeah. It just, we're, I know we're being throttled. I know it's because of the issues we're talking about and it's okay. We'll keep doing what we're doing. Please share the video. Also share the conference. If you're coming to the conference, bring two friends. I'm going to challenge you to bring two friends. It's free. It's free. So challenge your friends to come to this and get animated for something other than themselves. Right. And if you don't care about us, I, I know you at least care about our guest. Yeah. So, and, and come she, for her. well that, but like she, she embodies exactly what the spirit of liberty is. So point. does Gloria. Yeah. So does Amy Pritchett. So does uh, you know Mike Detroit. All these guys that are coming to speak, uh, Sabatini, uh, Jenna Haig, all these guys embody the spirit. Pastor Todd, for crying out loud, is going to be preaching at this thing. I'm more excited for that. <laughs> Dude, when he gets on a roll, man, it's like, yeah, good. Yeah. P-, P. Todd is like, <laughs> no, he's, he's, he's so... He breaks it down so well where it's like, I just ate a giant steak in bite-sized pieces. Yeah. I ate a giant. And if you don't know Pastor Todd, y'all got to go follow his page. And he's also got a podcast now, a Revive Church Podcast. It just You, you got to go listen to these sermons, man. It sets you free, but it also puts you to action. Just a, a, a godly man, uh, my mentor, my pastor. He's going to be at this event. You're going to be preaching at this event. I'm, I'm stoked. Sign up for the conference theselfevidenttruth.com. People are coming from all over the country. We got Michiganders coming, people from Arkansas, uh, other they're they're coming from all over the country to come to this thing because they want to get empowered. So go sign up at theselfevidenttruth.com. Guys, listen, we're coming up on the end of the year. I probably should have done this in the middle of the show, but we need we have needs that are coming up in 2022. We're going to double what we're doing. Uh I'm not a I'm I'm not I'm not a beggar. I don't do that stuff, but we need your help. And if you guys can go and donate, uh, you know, we got a year on coming up. So if you guys want to do a last minute tax deductible donation, you guys can do that on the self-evident truth.com, but also be a part of our Torchbearer Society. We're trying to get a hundred people to sign up by the end of the year, a hundred monthly supporters. I think we're down to about 90. So uh we're so 10 people signed up since the last time we talked about it. Uh, we need 90 more people to sign up as a monthly sponsor for our ministry to keep us going. We do these events for free a lot of the times because of you guys, because they can't afford it. So we don't care. Uh, we'll go out there and do it for you. And we'll go out there and do it with you. And uh, we we know you believe in the message. So go sign up on the website and go be a supporter that's, and sponsor. That's a big thing is we want to be able to do those events that are in small little towns with small little groups, the 5, 10, 15 people groups. We always talk about, oh, these certain people, they get big and then they all they do are the big stadiums and nobody can reach them. 
we need your funding so that we can continue to go to those groups because those groups can't afford to fly us in there and give us housing and feed us, right? We need to do that. That's fine. We want your help on that. That's that's why we do this Torchbearer Society is so that you can invest in those small towns and those people. Yeah, they're those the ones, ones are, they're the ones those, who are going to win it. Those people who are in the Ohio Valley yep. who are just doing their day daytime job, they're they're trying to do what they can. They need some inspiration, they need some information, they need some guidance. You're helping those people. You you want to unite this country? This is your chance because you're uniting people across the country. And self-evident can be that vessel. So that being said, guys, check out the website, check out the conference, check out the torchbearers. Please, five dollars, five hundred dollars, five thousand dollars. It doesn't matter. Anything helps. Five million, man, we'll take you out for a nice steak dinner. Yeah, but- and, and again, there's a lot of things happening. We're we're expanding our our, our reach. Uh, it's going to take more resources, but we, God's always done it for us. We've he, never really we've never asked provide. before. And but but. Uh, someone told me, if you don't ask, bro, people aren't going to help. They're just, so go ask them. And I'm like, oh, okay, and, I'll go ask. And that's the thing is like, we're we're letting you know to let you know that this is an option. We have faith in the Lord that the Lord's going to provide. When Whenever I do the lead-in for, for finances, for the church, for the offering, I always make it a point to say, look, we have we as a church have faith in God that God will provide what we need. But this is a chance for you to invest into what the Lord's bingo, doing, bingo, right? Bingo. And so this is more about what is the Lord calling you to give your money to and provide your resources yeah. to? If it's not self-evident, we're totally cool with that. Go find someone. Find Go, something. Yeah, find a church, dude. We don't care. Like, like Do you know, what the Lord's calling you exactly. to do. Exactly. Katie Luttrell just said it. It's fertile soil to sow some seed. Thank you, Katie. They're Amen. faithful supporters. I think they've known us since 2019. I think they met us. Uh, and and so I, I know, look, there's a lot going on. Sign up for the conference, sign up to be a helper, volunteer. I don't care. We need your help because we're growing. Right. And so we're, I, I, if Melissa doesn't win, I believe she's going to win, but if she don't, <laughs> it's like, you want a job? <laughs> we're going to need to hire that girl. So, so anyways, we need your monthly. Yeah. We need, your, we need to hire her. <laughs> so guys, God bless you guys. Thank you again. Um, we love you. We love the word of God. We love this nation. God is awesome. And there's there's nothing more to be said. We'll see you next yep. Saturday. We're excited. Actually, are we going to air the show? What are we doing next week? Oh, that's right. So, so, yes. So, so go ahead. next week, they don't sign off yet. Don't sign off yet. You, most of you probably have. But next week, we're going to have special guest Trevor Loudon. Now, we pre-recorded this, so it won't be a live show. But still, put in your comments. One of us will be on there in making comments if you have any questions. But you got to sign in for this show. You got to catch it because Trevor Loudon is awesome. He's he's a powerhouse. This guy is very smart, very well researched. And he came from New Zealand and he's he wants liberty. So check that out next week, Saturday morning, 9 a.m. So until then, guys, have a great week. We love you. Peace out.